switch it up? Yeah, I like that. We can switch it up like that. I'm all for it. So you might as well go ahead and jump on it and go ahead and hit record. Oh, we're, so we're live? We are live. Live in person. Welcome, everyone, to the Temple of the Hog, coming to you from Deerfield Studios. This is our second episode that we're flying the Missing Man Formation. Just me and Todd here today. Danny is AWOL. Um, hopefully he will uh, be back next time. He he will be back next week. And he will reveal the mystery as to why he's not here this week. Yes. So we just want to welcome everybody in. Thank you for listening. Sure. Very much appreciative. And we will be here for y'all's listening pleasure. Are you listening torture? So if you That's listen it. to us just because you think we suck and we're like fingernails on a chalkboard, uh, we appreciate you too. Yes. If you're like if you're out there and you're feeling a little bit down, you want to feel better about yourself, maybe feel a little bit smarter, give us a listen, man. <laughs> We've been telling them that since the jump too. <laughs> you want to improve your self esteem and go, This podcast is nothing but disinformation. They get stuff wrong all the time. We might. But you know what? We are, uh, at the time we say it, we're, we're real sure in the conviction of what we're saying. We are, we're doing the best we can with what we got. There you go. So, once again, Danny's not here, but, you know. We're we holding gotta, down the fort. We got to keep it going. We're going to keep it rolling. He'll be back. We just did. Our college football, oh, that was, it was taxing talking about that. So we're going to, as usual, do NFL football. And I think, Jay, do you have the fun facts for us today? I actually have a few fun facts today, and I have a list of them. And oddly enough, all of the fun facts today have to do with food. Was not planned. Wasn't wasn't something I just you know hey you know I'm gonna I'm gonna do some uh you know some facts about food it's just that that was that that just happened to be what came up next on the list. It's a favorite subject of all of ours. I'm pretty sure. Correct. Yes. So to start off with the fun facts for the day, nutmeg can be a hallucinogenic if consumed in large quantities. I want to know how much nutmeg I'm going to have to take the trip. You would have to eat at least two teaspoons or more to feel any effects. Two te- That doesn't seem like that much. No. But I don't know about that. on the flip side, hey, if you're out there, you know, maybe you work at a job that, you know, you're not allowed, you know, you may get drug tested or something, just, you know, eat some nutmeg. Nutmeg. I, I, I mean... You know, you can go to work tripping off nutmeg, yeah. and then when they bring you in, you be, they'll be like, why have you got this excessive amount of nutmeg in your urine? Right, yes. I don't th- I don't think most jobs test for nutmeg. So, like, are you high? I said, no, I've just been eating nutmeg. <laughs> 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 and you can buy it at Walmart, so it's not bad. That's right. It's over the counter. It's over the counter, people. You know, like I said, we're, we're here to help. We're always Nut- here to help. Nutmeg. All right. If you love all things fruit, then you'll be excited to know that applesauce was the first food to be eaten by astronauts in space. I am excited to know that. I, I loved some applesauce when I was a kid. Yes, and I'm sure they chased their applesauce with tang. <laughs> That's what they had to drink That's up right. there. That's what they had. Uh, that was back in the day. I got some, I got some tang. That was what Tang was known for. <laughs> yes. Okay. Broccoli contains more protein than a lot of meats, including steak. Get out. Get out of here. Just another reason to add the green vegetable to your menu sometime soon. Are you not a broccoli fan? I can't even choke it down. No. You know, I'm not a, I mean, anybody who knows knows that I'm not a fan of most vegetables. It doesn't come out of the water. It does not, but it does come out of the ground and it's crunchy <laughs> and earthy. Tastes very, very like, very much like dirt to me. Is what? What if like. you put cheese on it? 
You know, you can't even do broccoli and cheese. If the broccoli's really, really cooked down with the cheese, I can handle that. As long as there's not. So almost like it's a soup. Yeah, yeah. So if it's crunchy at all, no, it, that's a that's a deal breaker. Right gotcha. There. So you're not gonna take like a piece of broccoli and dip it in ranch and then just go to work. Jesus, no. That that would be uh, that's Dante's sick circle of hell for me. <laughs> okay. Do you know what spam stands for? I do not. Spiced ham. Huh. Spam actually stands for spiced ham. It's been around since 1937. Wow. And, I mean, to people of my parents' generation, they tended to really like a lot of spam. I think my parents really dug spam. Yes. I, I never was big in the spam. No, it, I always had a problem uh, because I guess just of the way that it's packaged in the can, and then when you open it and it's just a big square of meat <laughs> it's slides out of this can. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, that is worrisome to me. Mm. Yeah. Now, I have I have eaten – I mean, I have eaten Spam, but I haven't, like, eaten it straight out of the can. Most of the time, you can – you fry it. Yeah, fry it like bologna. Yeah, fried – yeah. Okay. And the last fun food fact for the day – most countries do not refrigerate their eggs. In the U.S., they are considered a perishable item and therefore have to be refrigerated, but they have a surprisingly long shelf life. You know what? I'm glad you mentioned that the other, the, today because the last time my mom came and stayed in Benton with us was about a month ago. And I'm always leery about eggs, so once they reach the expiration date, I'm like, no, they got to go. Yeah. I'll replenish. But my mom was like, no, eggs are good for a long time. Like, that, she was telling me that that date is, I mean, they probably go another month. So it's more like a suggestion. Yeah. The date on there. Because they register as a perishable item. But she's like, yeah, eggs might be good a month after that date. Like, yeah. I don't know. That's pushing it for me a month. I might go a week or two. Yeah. Make some eggs uh, out of uh, a two-week-old expiration date you go pushing a month i don't know i guess you can break them open and give them a sniff yeah see if they're bad i mean they'll smell rotten won't they you to make sure you sniff them first before you throw them in the in the skillet yes yeah you'll find out pretty quick if they're bad yeah that's bad that's, but that's anyway those are your uh fun facts for the day yay that is uh my favorite part of the day it's fun fact of the day uh, and then I have other favorite parts too, but that's one of them for sure. All right, so Todd, what are we going to speak on today? We are jumping right back in to the football groove, foosball, but this time it's the NFL. NFL, and we had a wild weekend. It was a very entertaining uh, weekend until Monday night. Monday night was not entertaining unless you like to watch people get there ass kick yes if you're a buffalo fan or an eagles fan then uh you're feeling pretty good then you feel pretty good but i'll tell you what i will kick us off here with our uh picks that yes. we made from last week um obviously we just referenced uh the uh monday night games and we referenced uh the eagles eagles beat the vikings 24 to 7 we all picked the Eagles? Yes. I almost went with the Vikings, too, I had, had it not been in Philly. Kirk's second cousins did not play well. Three interceptions. Uh, two of them, I believe, were in the, in the red zone. One of them was actually in the end zone. So, yeah, he did not, he did not play well. I think you're going to have to change it from – Kirk, second cousins after that performance. He's at best. Kirk, first cousins once removed. We might have to do that, depending on how the rest of this – depending on how the rest of their season plays out. Um, But, we'll, yes, we will see. The next game that we picked was uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks against the New Orleans Saints. Tampa Bay won the game. Me and Todd had Tampa – Danny did not. He rolled with his Saints. 
he and they is, got uh, beat. He is loyal. And one thing I want to say about that game, and twenty to ten was the final score. By the way, like, Tampa had to come back, didn't they? Weren't they down? Well, the, well, the that game is interesting because it was three to three, and nobody was playing particularly well. And the, it's it's widely known the Saints and uh, the Buccaneers do not like each other. You know, I don't know if you remember last year when Tom Brady had the little back and forth with the defensive coordinator for the Saints and, you know, a lot of jaw and a lot of talking. So there was a play, and Tom Brady was actually complaining to the referee. There was a call that they didn't get that he thought he should have got. Well, Lattimore, I believe is his name, said something to Tom Brady. Well, you know, Tom Brady, he'll, you know, he'll run across yeah. the field. To get in your face and talk trash. Yeah. Well, he goes up and he starts yeah, he talking. Say something to him without it. He'll reply. He starts talking. Well, Tom Brady turns around and says something. Well, then Leonard Fournette comes over and he gets into it. Well, the guy pushes Leonard Fournette, and then uh, um, wide receiver for Mike Tampa, Evans. Mike Evans comes off the sideline and push the guy down to the ground. A big fight breaks out. Evans gets ejected. Uh, Lattimore gets ejected. And um, Mike Evans actually is suspended for this game, this week coming up. But after that happened, it was almost like Tampa turned the switch, man, and they turned it on. And, uh, you know, it wasn't pretty. But, uh, you know, they ended up winning 20-10 to 10 and got the victory. And I was going to say that I like a dude that – goes that hard defending their teammates. Yep. Like, you know, you really shouldn't do that in football. But Mike Evans, how would you like to play with that guy? You back talk his quarterback, and then you push uh, his running back. Dude, the way he came after that dude and knocked him down. He did. He was on fire. And I he think got those dudes have a history back at least like three years ago. Yeah. When Jameis Winston might have still been the quarterback at, at – uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, this goes back. Yeah, they're you know they actually did a segment um, on one of the NFL shows about the the most heated rivalries in the NFL, and of course a lot of ones you know that you know that come up you know you know, you know Bears, Packers, and Steelers, Ravens, and they said this one is it's getting up there. Saints Buccaneers is is. It's getting heated. Yeah, it's good because uh, <laughs> NFC South, they had to play each other twice this year. Correct. So they'll yes. be playing again. And I, I, you know, it just makes for interesting interesting stuff to boil up. Absolutely. Later on in the season. All right, the next game that we picked were the uh, Ravens and the Dolphins. Shocker. We all picked the Ravens, and at one point in time during that game, I felt very confident in that pick. It was in the bag. Final score, 42-38 Dolphins. Dolphins are down 21 in the fourth quarter and came back and won that game. It's amazing. Um, I If anybody's seen the highlights, I don't know how you let Tyreek Hill and, uh, and Waddle just consistently get behind your D-backs on the back end and just running free. I mean, that's the fastest guy in the – in the league, and you're just letting him like run right by you. I mean, T uh, Tua had the best game, obviously, that he's ever had. Was it 469 yards, 69 yards, and six touchdowns? And I don't play fantasy football, but anybody out there that does that had Tua, I'm pretty sure that you won your game this past week. <laughs> yeah, because his performance was because you got some points. Not to not to tweak on the negative, but he also had two picks. He but. did. He was slinging the ball down the field. The thing about that is, is I mean, and this is, you know, Captain Obvious, but, you know, Tua, people have been kind of talking about him, you know, kind of on the fence. Is he good? Is it, you know, is, you know, what's the deal? But to Miami's credit, they went out and they surrounded him with some weapons. And it's almost like, it was almost like watching him back when he played at Alabama. Because, you know, of course, Alabama back was loaded and he's just throwing it all over the field. He's got all these great receivers. Well, they went and surrounded him with some talent. Look what he just did. Yeah, now look what's happening. Now they're 2-0. and 
massive comeback. You're throwing for a million yards and all these touchdowns and, you know. Uh, the, I mean, their only drawback is that they're in the uh, same division as the Bills. True. So, and we'll be getting to that game after I talk about this next game, which is another comeback from a game that shouldn't have happened was the Las Vegas Raiders against the Arizona Cardinals. And the Raiders had this one in the bag and gave it away. And the Arizona Cardinals won. Me and you, Todd, had the Raiders. Danny had the Cardinals. He stuck with his boy, Kyler Murray, and he ended up winning. Yeah. I don't know if anybody saw that that play where uh, Kyler Murray ran around and it took like 20 seconds. It was a 20-second play where he backed up. And yeah, he runs back. They were on the goal line. He and then he scrambles short, here. Yeah. And he scrambles over there and he ends up running it in. It's crazy. That and was nuts. The two point conversion pass that he threw to tie that game is ridiculous. I don't even know how he saw the guy. It was a good throw. I think it was a, probably a better catch. But that's nuts. I mean, that's nuts. And then the freaking Raiders blew it. Uh, all this talk about Josh McDaniel coming in and, you know, and now. And, the, the Raiders are not looking great. The Raiders uh, may not end up being who we think they are. That is correct. What was the 29-23 final in that game? Cardinals win. And then, of course, you just referenced the Bills, which just annihilated Todd's Super Bowl pick, by the way. Tennessee the Tennessee Titans, Titans 41-7. That was a, I would I would frame that as a gross dismantling of my Super Bowl hopes, because Tennessee for the last couple of years playoff team, division champ, I think they're up and coming, and no, Buffalo Bills said mm, uh, no, this no, just in newsflash anybody that didn't know Josh Allen's pretty good. That dude is a freaking stud. Good Lord, that guy's freaking good. And then the last game that we picked were the Bears-Packers. You and Danny had the Bears. I had Green Bay. Green Bay wins 27-10. to 10. So, yeah. That's kind, of, that was, that's kind of a given because everybody knows how the Green Bay Packers work. You know, they came out, didn't play very well against Minnesota, and then uh, everybody's like, oh, my gosh, the Packers are terrible. The Packers are awful. And Aaron Rodgers is, you know, throwing his wide receivers under the bus. And then they come back and play a division opponent in the Chicago Bears that obviously Aaron Rodgers, he owns real estate in Chicago because he just owns the Bears. And they end up winning the game. And so, in closing – I went four and two. Todd and Danny, three and three. So you're a game ahead of us last week. Now you're a game ahead of us. So two games ahead. Oh, yes, I was four. Score. Well, okay. We y'all went three and three last week as well. I went four and two because at that time, you know, Denver. They Denver ended up losing against Seattle. And so, yeah, that puts me at uh, eight and three. And you and Danny are six six, and six. Six and six, yes. Mm. You're pulling away from the pack, Jay. Oh, long season, brother. Lots of stuff can happen. Because, I mean, we could have very easily, the the Kansas, or excuse me, the – Arizona game could have easily gone our way. Las Vegas, you know, and then uh, – but, you know, you guys are were sticking with your Chicago brethren. And, you know, we're hanging in there with the Bears and – Yeah, I think we, we probably learned our lesson. Yep, I took on the Packers. And then, of course, on a, on a somber note, it was not a great NFL weekend for me personally. Mm-hmm. Steelers lost to the Patriots. 17-14. And the Cowboys kicked a last-second field goal to beat the Bengals 17-20. That's a double whammy for you. That is a double whammy for me. 
and just to kind of speak on those two games real quick. First of all, uh, Cooper Rush did not look terrible as everybody kind of thought they would. Everybody thought that the Bengals, you know, fresh off of going to the Super Bowl the year before, you know, probably should have lost a game. They Well, they lost a game they should have won against Pittsburgh week one. So, everybody's saying, okay, Cincinnati's going to come in here and they're going to get back on track. And they look awful. Joe Burrow is on on pace to get sacked like over 100 times this year. I mean, yeah. he's already been sacked like 15 times in two games. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're going to get the guy killed. And then Cooper Rush actually didn't look too bad. To be honest with y'all, I thought he looked better than Dak Prescott did. Dak Prescott never looks good to me. Yeah, I'd never watch a Cowboys game where he does and, anything you know, good. The only other start that Cooper Rush had was when they went to Minnesota and he won that game. You know, and this one was at home, you know, against Cincinnati, and they ended up pulling it out. I mean, they went down and they scored, I think, on their first couple of drives, and then they didn't really do much the rest of the game. But Cincinnati just can't do anything. I That's mean, they're, amazing. they're they're bad. They played in the Super Bowl. And did they lose anybody? I mean, what? it's amazing their fall. I want to give you props once again for the same old Bengals. I mean, they were like, no. I'm not and, sure. I, I mean, yeah. yeah, I said same old Bengals, but I didn't know it was going to be this bad. I mean, let you know, let's not forget, you know, that in that, in the, uh, you know, even in their playoff game that they won and in the Super Bowl, I mean, Joe Burrow was getting killed. Every time he dropped back, it seemed like he was either getting sacked or pressured, and they actually went out this year and tried to, kind of you know shore up their offensive line drafted a couple guys had a couple guys come in and they they look worse than they did last year <laughs> way worse and so anyway and then i got touched on just a second ago you got the the steelers which i don't know man I'm afraid this is this is one of many sunday uh or podcast following a sunday i don't know man i mean i was a i was a believer in mitch trubisky and so now, I'm not sure which way to go because I listen to, uh, whenever I get a chance to, 93.7 The Fan out of Pittsburgh, the Pony and Muller Show, PM Team. Going to give them some props. I like uh, listening to their show. They're really good. And uh, obviously, since they're out of Pittsburgh, you know, that's, you know, and it's football, so that's what they're going to talk about. And a lot of people, after this uh Patriots game, you heard some chants of "We want Kenny" coming from the stands. Well, then a few days after, you start hearing some stuff that's going on in Pittsburgh. So I'm not really sure right now. Is it Mitch Trubisky's playing bad, or is the offense putting handcuffs on him? Because Matt Canada, oh Canada, who's the offensive coordinator. There's been some grumblings in there this week, and even Mr. Biscuit came out and he was like, "Look, I, we we got to we got to get George Pickens involved. We got to start throwing the ball down the field. These little five and seven yard passes that we're doing. It, and it also came out this week that uh, Trubisky is not allowed to audible whatever play goes what? into the huddle. That's the play that he's calling. So now I'm not. So now I'm not really putting it so much on him. I mean, now he does have to play better, but." They say that there's a lot of tension right now in that locker room pertaining to the offense because the defense is playing really well. I mean, they won that game against Cincinnati, and they only gave up 17 points last week. I mean, you can't you can't give me you can't give me 21. You know, you can't give me a you can't give me three touchdowns. I mean, and then the and the crazy thing is is they're playing this conservative stuff to where it's almost like they're saying okay. We're not going to mess it up. We're going to wait for the other team to mess it up. And we're going to capitalize on their mistakes. And we're just going to hang around and we're going to win the game. Well, when they got behind, they went no huddle, threw the ball down the field, and went right down the field and scored to make it a three-point game. And then once we got it close, we went back to the, the same old offense. Everybody was talking about, you know, Ben last year, now they're not even so sure that it was that he was just so bad. It's they're calling the same crap. They're calling this, they're running the same offense. And they gotta open they gotta open some stuff up 
or it's just not going to work. And their schedule coming up is brutal. I mean, and so they got they got they got some stuff to figure out in Pittsburgh. That's all I'm going to say. That's my little Pittsburgh rant for the day. I don't know if they're going to fire their offensive coordinator this early in the season, but they play the Browns tomorrow night, prime time. You know, Thursday night football. Um, yeah, they got they got some explaining to do. How are you feeling about that game? I don't feel good about it at all, to be honest with you. I mean, at the beginning of the season, I I thought we were going to be pretty good. You know, I'm talking about Mitch is going to have a good season. We're going to make the playoffs, and after, and it's I mean it's two weeks, but they they've got some weapons. I mean, you've got Chase Claypool, and you've got George Pickens. You know, you've got Najee Harris. You know, you got Deontay Johnson. I mean, these guys can play. But when you're when you're only throwing screen passes and, you know, four-yard slants or, you know, just these out routes, uh, you got you to gotta take the top off the defense. You got to take some shots. Some shot plays is what everybody calls it. Even, even if it's incomplete, throw the ball down the field. Because if everybody knows what you're doing – they're just going to load the box up. Our offensive line is not playing particularly well. They're not as bad as I thought they were going to be. But um, every time Najee Harris touches the ball, I mean, he just just runs into a wall of people. I mean, he can't bust loose. He can't break loose. It's just, you know, I hope something changes. You know, I hope, you know, there's a little eye-opener, open up the offense a little bit, start playing a little better. But How long has uh, Matt Canada been the offensive coordinator? I don't know anything about the guy. So I'm wondering because it's been a few years to not allow not a lot, but a few not allow an NFL quarterback to call audibles. Yeah, that seems you know, and you know, Trubisky that seems weird. He doesn't have the biggest arm in the world, but he can throw, and he made a Pro Bowl when he was in Chicago. Granted, they had a really great defense up there, and you know, you can say what you want, but you know, he was a first round draft pick for a reason, and you can't you can't put the handcuffs on him. And to where, you know, he can't – you're hindering from doing things that he can do, you know. And just like I said, that one that one series where they went no huddle, they went right down the field. And then he threw a fantastic pass on the sideline for the two-point conversion. And uh, he threw it in the only place that Johnson could catch it. And he barely stayed in bounds. But, yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta open things up. You can't. At, at you what can't point just... does Mike Tomlin step in and say, uh, "Hey, you're gonna have to change this up"? Well, he in his press conference this week, he said, "You know, we're gonna be patient. You know, we've got to be patient. You know, we're not gonna." I, in my opinion, how we're gonna see how these next few games go. They got the Browns. We've got the Bills that are coming up. Um, we've got some tough games, and we have a bye. Week nine. That ain't that far away. If things aren't going well. That's <laughs> six more weeks, seven more weeks. And they don't figure this out, I think there's a big-time possibility that after the bye week that you could maybe see Kenny Pickett in week 10. I think that's possible. Which I didn't know. I, I don't know. I thought that they would look a little bit better. Like I said, it's on, and they're and they're one and one. Every team in the AFC North lost this week. The Bengals lost. The Ravens lost. The Browns. We're going to get to that game in just a second because that was the biggest collapse. I think of all the comebacks, that was the worst one. So the Bengals are zero and two, and everybody else is one and one. So it's not like you know we're out of it because I I believe the stat is is no team. That has ever started 0 and 2 has won a Super Bowl. I don't think that's ever happened. So, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if you can completely write the Bengals off just because they're 0 and 2, but you know. But the Cleveland game, that was bad. That was really bad, and it was. I mean, the Jets, really. Joe Concrete Shoes Flacco, really. See, I hadn't even went back and looked at that score. I didn't know. The outcome of that game until you just told me right there. Yeah, it the final was, I believe, thirty-one to thirty. Yes, thirty-one thirty was the final. 
And I'll just break down the the Browns are winning, and there's like a little over a minute left in the game, and they're down on the goal line, and the Jets are out of timeouts. So all Cleveland has to do is run the next play, and then they could kneel down on the ball and win the game. Well, Nick Chubb takes the handoff and runs into the end zone and scores a touchdown. So they kick the ball off to the Jets. Joe Flacco hits a receiver for like a 70-yard touchdown pass. They kick the onside kick. They recover the onside kick. And then with 20 seconds left in the game, Joe Flacco hits a guy in a slant in the end zone ball game. <laughs> Had no idea. Hadn't seen any highlights Browns. That. That's the Browns That's for why you. you call them the Clowns. The Cleveland Clowns. Oh, I meant to bring this up a couple of weeks ago when I noticed it. And I think, I'm kind of shocked that you hadn't said anything about it because I heard it on one of my favorite things to listen to, little clips of the Pat McAfee show. Listening to the whole show at one time is a lot. He is funny. I like the little clips, but he did a little thing. Have you noticed the uh, Cleveland's new mascot in the middle of the field? It's like a freaking leprechaun. It's an elf. It's an elf. And and I think his name is Brownie. (laughs) Brownie, yes, that's right. Brownie the elf. That is their new mascot. That tells you all you need to know right there. they're going to. And they painted it right out on the middle of the field. That tells you all you need to know. You let the – first of all, you (laughs) painted – they hired to do that marketing campaign? You painted an elf on the 50-yard line, and then you proceed to blow a game to the Jets. The Jets. The Jets are – Terrible. Joe Flacco? Are you kidding me right now? I mean, the guy won a Super Bowl, but that was in 2000 or something. Is that right? right? Uh, I wouldn't think it was oh, No, it wasn't 2000. Oh, that it was then Trent Dilfer around that time. Uh, yeah, okay, that's the one I was thinking. It was like 06, 07. It was the one after that. Unbelievable. I, I mean, I, that's I, nuts. all you. And seeing another thing is, is that's coaching. Makes me want to root for the client. Uh, for the you got to tell you got to tell your players. Hey, look, guys, they're out of timeouts. All we got to do is hang on to the ball. If you bust one loose, don't score. Kneel down, and we run the clock out and we win the game. That ain't what happened. You know, I'm sure everybody out there that had Nick Chubb on their fantasy team was glad that he scored a touchdown. Yeah, right, Ashley has him. But that ain't what it's about. You got to, yeah. you're supposed to lay down. It's about winning. Win I, the game. I had no idea about, about that. That is uh, very interesting to hear. Although I did, I watched a little bit of it Monday, I think. I put it on the NFL Network and they were showing that game. But like right in the middle of the game, you know, and it was already over with. So it was, they were showing it like Monday, a replay of it. I didn't bother to stick around. I didn't even know what, you know, what the score was or yeah. how the game ended up. Uh, one thing I did see today here about uh, was the Dan Skipper got his first ever start. Did you see that? Yeah. For, it, he he'd been bouncing around the league for six years, got cut all the time. Never and finally, the former six <laughs> ten Razorback offensive guard, I believe, was he was a guard or tackle? I think he was. I think he was a tackle. He might have been a tackle. Uh, but I think he started this game at guard. I could be wrong about that. Now, anyway, he, now he did. He, now he did play guard in this game. Okay, yeah. So that 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 was right. But good for that guy. I mean, you know, they say six ten is too tall to be an offensive lineman, and he had he was a pretty good when he played for the Razorbacks. Uh, they called him Dan Tripper because remember he got called for uh, yes, tripping. and then he was a holding tripping call there. waiting to happen. Yeah. It, but at six ten, it was it was remarkable. That was back when uh, Arkansas had the biggest offensive line in all of football, including the NFL. Like true, their, that is true. Whatever their average was was bigger than every NFL. Yeah, team. he got there. A couple of guys for Detroit got hurt, and so they brought him in, and and there you go. And good for that guy. And Detroit's looking <laughs> pretty good. On that note, the Detroit Lions beat the Washington Commanders thirty six twenty seven. That's a good sign for. Detroit scores some points. Yep. I mean, and they, I like their coach. I know I've said that before, but I, I do like Dan Campbell. Um, I watch the hard knocks on them. And, you know, Detroit, 
you know, they're like, you know, there's a few other teams that they're just they just haven't been good for a very very long time. Oh, yeah. And Detroit is one of those teams. So, but yes, they did beat the Commanders. Carson Wentz did not have the greatest game. Didn't have a horrible game, but you know, Detroit ended up getting the win. The Giants are two and zero. How about that? Beat How the Panthers nineteen sixteen. Oh, I do need to push this in here uh, real quick. Uh, my sister and her wife went to Jacksonville to go see their first NFL game, and that what a good one to pick to go see because the. The dismal Jaguars are looking pretty good this year. I think they won 24 to nothing. 24-0, shut out the Colts. Wow, how bad are the Colts? Well, they tied the Texans, which I think me and you could suit up and beat the Texans. And then they get shut out. Um, Yeah, the, uh, the Matt Ryan experience is not starting out very well. And Frank Reich did a press conference today and said that he could not be happier that Matt Ryan was his quarterback. So, apparently they're thinking everything's A-OK. No all, problem. No problems. All coach speech. Uh, there's, yeah, they're not going to be good. They're going to be terrible. Correct. I don't, I don't even know who else is on the team other than Matt Ryan. Who's he throwing the ball to? Exactly. They don't have very many weapons. Yeah. You know, they got – uh, you get blanked by the Jaguars. That's a bad sign. Yeah. It's a bad omen. And another developing story, the 49ers oh, yeah. beat the Seahawks 27-7, to and Trey Lance is out for the season with a broken bone in his foot. Jimmy G comes into the game like he played the day before, and they end up winning the game. I think he had a passing touchdown. I think he also had a rushing touchdown. Um, and how glad is San Francisco that they held on to Jimmy G right now and didn't trade him. Oh. Well, that they can at least save a little face a little bit because Trey Lance got hurt and is out for the season. Yep. So now he can go in and play. Yeah, they were for, they were forced to make – it's not like that Trey Lance played bad and they benched him. Yeah, they had you know. to. And that might be the best – Thing that, you know, who knows how that's going to play out throughout the year, but wouldn't it be amazing if they go to the playoffs and go all the way to the NFC Championship and hey, not further? Hey, you're right on it, man. Think think about – you can think what you want about Jimmy G, but the guy wins 70% of his starts. He went to the NFC Championship game uh, last year and went and has been to a Super Bowl. Because that was the whole thing. They were like, you know, y'all gave up all these draft picks and all this to draft Trey Lance. And then you end up naming him the starter. You tried to trade Jimmy G. It didn't work out. So you got this kid that has played almost no football the last three years. And the guy that you put on the bench in favor of him Took you to a Super Bowl. That's a proven winner. So I'm not even sure how this would have played out. Unless Trey Lance would have came back and played out of his mind and played really well, then everybody would be like, oh, okay, well, I see it. But he didn't look good uh, against the Bears, and he wasn't looking really good against Seattle before he got hurt. And then, you know, but now all that is a, a moot point because now he's hurt and he's out for the season, and uh, Jimmy G's the man. And it really uh, put a, a, a spin on uh, what Seattle looks like now because that first week when they beat the Broncos, it was a big game. Dude. It was so emotional for everybody. And they're like, look at us. We're back. We're here. Then they go out the next week and just get shut down by a team that had gotten beat by the Bears in week one. In a monsoon, mind you, we, we know the weather was bad. Yeah. But as far as, like, the way Seattle envisioned themselves, I think now they're going, oh, wait, hold on. That was – we put all that into beating Russell Wilson, and now 
we're really not that good. We played out of our minds. Yeah. Geno Smith does not look like – I listen to Undisputed today. They said the show, I guess they released it as a podcast too, and Shannon Sharp was saying, uh, here's what you got. You got Geno Smith. He's a backup. He's a backup quarterback. Yeah, and let's not forget in, in that game, the Broncos – Seahawks game that the Broncos had three turnovers inside. The, you know they got inside the Seattle's five yard line three times and only came away with three points, two fumbles and a field goal. So they had that game in hand, and then they came back, played the Texans this past week and won sixteen to nine, but did not look good doing it. They're thinking that this, uh, you know, the the new coach, the guy that came in, you know, from Green Bay, might be in over, a little bit in over his head at the moment. You know, um, but, yeah, Denver did not look great, even though they got the win. So, but we had we touched on this earlier when you were talking about it now. The Buffalo Bills, I, they, they, I mean, are, are they the best team in football right now? Without a doubt, I think anybody you know, that's watched it, you know, watched the, anything. You know, the Chiefs and the Chargers played Thursday night. Chiefs. 27-24. I think the, the Chargers should have won that game if uh, they don't throw that pick six that gets taken, you know, 99 yards back for a touchdown. I think they win that game. Um. So, but, yeah, Buffalo, man. It's crazy because I'll be watching that game, and every time Josh Allen drops back, you just expect him to complete the pass. You just think it's going to happen. He throws an incomplete pass, and you're like, well, oh, what happened? You know? That's amazing. How do they throw an incomplete pass? I mean, they're freaking good. And their defense is good. Everywhere Von Miller goes, for some reason, he – you know, he could Denver, Super Bowl. Rams, Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Bills. If if the Bills, aren't in the, if the Bills aren't in the Super Bowl this year, I will be shocked. Um, I mean, of course, I don't expect them to go 17-0, although – the way they've been outscoring their opponents these first two games is insane. Um, but, you know, I mean, they'll they'll lose a game or two on the way, but um, it's it's going to be them. I, I fully expect to see them in Kansas City in the championship game again because yeah. they're that good. I mean, they're really, really good. And that, that – I think the AFC South, I think their overall record is like – as a conference, the kind of like the NFC East has been. Oh like yeah, they, I, I think everybody's one and one except somebody's on two. But now, hey, but now the Dolphins might make it a little bit interesting, you know, in, on that end. They look, they look tough too. I mean, they look how they looked against uh, who was that they beat yesterday or, or Sunday? It was the Ravens with a big comeback win like that? Yeah, I mean the. Yeah, you look good. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a, obviously a really, really bad Ravens defense. Yeah. It's something that we're not accustomed to seeing. I mean, they scored. Bad Ravens defense. They scored 28 in the fourth quarter. It's insane. That doesn't happen in the NFL. No, it no, it doesn't. It really doesn't. And it just, the whole football landscape this year is just crazy. I mean, I like it already. I mean, it's just, you just don't know what's going to happen. There's just so, there's so many good teams and teams that used to not be very good. I mean, you make a couple of changes here and there, whether it be a coach or a quarterback or, or whatever, and then the next thing you know, you know, bang, you know, you're. I I don't. Everybody, you know, had their doubts about the Dolphins this year. You know, can they do this? Can they do that? Well, I think they might have changed some people's minds on Sunday. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, that game was crazy. The Giants. Who I thought who thought the Giants were going to be two and zero? Nobody. No. No, I mean, what did they? What did they change? Who did they add? What's What's new about the Giants? That coach, they, they got, got a new coach, coach Dayball. He was he's from Buffalo, mm. oddly mm. enough. So, um, yeah, I mean, the Jets are one and one. I mean, there's no way they should have beat the Browns. I mean, there's that. That's just it's just too comical not to bring up again. It's so funny to hear that kind of or to see that. And plus, it's Cleveland. I mean, obviously, you got an elf. You got an elf on your 50-yard line. Give you're me pun- a break. You're punching down, Jay. You're supposed to punch up. Yep. You're punching down. <laughs> this Cleveland's just – Cleveland is Cleveland. It's the uh, clowns. I mean, until the uh, 
the Cavaliers won NBA championship. I think that was the the city they'd gone the longest without a yes. any kind of championship. Yeah. Now, of course, a hundred years ago, back when they were just you know before the merger, and you just had you know championship games like Otto Graham back when he played for the you know the Browns, you know, and then even like Jim Brown. But yes, since since the Super Bowl era, um. Yeah, they've never even been to one. I mean, much less won one. Um, I think there's. I used to have a list. That I think there's like six or so teams that have that still have never won a Super Bowl, and they're one of them, and have been around forever. Yeah, they're like one of the original, I believe, franchise. I mean, they've been around for a long, long yeah, time. That just, I mean, that just, it just goes directly to uh, front office, your management, you know, and your coaching. You know, um, because we'll just take, like, you know, the Patriots, for example. Robert Kraft, good owner, went out, got a good coach, went out, got a good quarterback. Six Super Bowls later. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of works out for you. Look at the Rams. They went out, got Sean McVay. They had Jared Goff, who took them to a Super Bowl. They lost, but they got there. So what does uh, Sean McVay do? He goes to the he goes to the front office and he goes, "Look, we we need to make a change. I'll, I'll, we need to go get Matt Stafford." What happens? You go get Matt Stafford, you win a Super Bowl. One thing I did notice, and I don't know the stats, but I think Jared Goff went off this weekend. Did he not? He had like four TDs. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I De- can't for Detroit. I, I I don't remember all the stats, but I because I, I'm checking the ticker and I'm looking at the stats and I'm looking at Ashley's fantasy team and I notice Jared Goff, he's available. So I'm like, you need to get this guy. So I think we got him just to have on the bench because if he's gonna start having a, a stellar year, yeah, who knows what Cousins might end up. Being. This is fantasy football talk. It's not what we do on this <laughs> show, and I, it's not what I do. My wife just has a team through work. Yeah, she paid twenty well, the bucks. Thing, the thing about fantasy, win. yeah, the thing about Money. fantasy is that even if you are a uh, a football fan, and then somebody who's maybe not as much of a fan, but they got into a fantasy team, you're going to start pay. You're going to start paying attention to games and players. That you probably normally wouldn't care about because they're on your fantasy team. Yeah, because you want because you want to see if your team if your team's going to win. You got to go look up what you know Nick Chubb did. What what did Cleveland do? Which I hadn't gone back and look, but uh, you know you can see the the scores what they score as the day goes on, and he didn't have a stellar game. And I wonder if he lost points for. Running that touchdown in. Oh man! Of, I mean well, that that padded his stats. Well, but you crazy, might have should have lost points on I that. I don't. I can't remember if it was last year, so I won't. I won't try to tell you when. But there was a game that Cleveland was playing in the past where he actually did that. He busted through the line, and he got to like the three yard line, and then he just sat down. He didn't score because the team they were playing against was out of timeouts. The clock. They were able to kneel down on the ball and win the game. I'm not sure why nobody told him that this time, um, but he didn't because I remember that last time that it happened. All the fan, all the fantasy people were all mad because he didn't yeah, score. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like, "Well, it's not about that. It's about winning games." And then he does the exact opposite this week and gets beat by the Jets. The Jets were down. Was it? 14, 13 or fourteen points with like under two minutes in the game. Yeah. And it's the NFL, and I'm sure he was thinking what everybody else was thinking. It's the Jets. It's Joe. It's, it's the Jets. It's Joe Flacco. And Joe did not catch any Flacco after that game. No, but there's a there's a lot of lot of good games this weekend. And like I said, we got you got Pittsburgh Cleveland tomorrow night is the Thursday night game. Jay will be glued. I'm not sure how I feel about it, but we will have to wait and see. Uh, the loss of T.J. Watt was um, you can't lose the best defensive player. Yeah, not necessarily glaring because, like I said, they only gave up 17 points, and one of those touchdowns was at the end of the first half, and Mac Jones just threw the ball up 
and Nelson Aguilar just jumped over the top of our defensive back and just took it from him and walked into the end zone. Which, and the and the crazy thing was, is the D back actually had good coverage on him. The guy just made a good catch. He made a play, and they won that. We also, when the game was close, we muffed a punt. Uh, it was in like uh, I know it was inside the twenty. Oh yeah, that was the they got a blonde headed dude, yeah, long blonde hair, something. His name is it's Gunner. Orlovsky, it's, it's Gunner Olshansky. Olshansky, yeah, is I think, like and if I mispronounce the name, I'm sorry. But the crazy thing about that is, is that he got cut by the Patriots. Oh shit! So he ran his mouth before the game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show them that they shouldn't have let me go. And then what do you do? They showed him all right. You let a damn punt hit you in the face mask. Didn't even hit his hands. It hit him in the face mask. <laughs> you give them a short field, and then they score, and then you end up losing the game by three. That's the difference in the game. And then Pittsburgh's last two possessions, they went three and out, three and out. We, can, we cannot convert a third down. Our offense is anemic at best. And then New England gets the ball back with a few minutes left and then got a couple of first downs, ran the clock out, ball game. It's not bode well for the rest of the season. No, honest. it's not looking good at all. Um, some of my predictions will probably uh, not come true. They will be end up being false statements. Well, that's all right. You're hopeful. So, You're hopeful. You know. It's okay. It's okay to be hopeful. It, it sucks when that hope is dashed. Yeah. You go, oh, no, I wasn't right about that. You know, so are, how, how are you feeling about your uh, your Tennessee Titans uh, way too early Super Bowl prediction? Not good. <laughs> Not good at all. Uh, I think I want to implement, uh, which I think we had said when we did our original predictions. I said we could go back after week one and change. We get one mulligan. Oh, Remember so that? So it's like you get it's, one mulligan. Yeah, it's fluid. It's like a living thing. Yeah. You can you can you can change it at a certain point. So would you would you like to change your Tennessee Titans prediction to someone else? We will let this is your one and only time. Yeah. That you can change it. And I think we're going to have to implement a uh, a cutoff date. So you can't wait till the end of the season, till the, the Super Bowl, and but you know what? I'm gonna change. I'm gonna use my mulligan here. <laughs> like, yeah. You don't have to do it within like the first two well, or three weeks. At least the first weeks. two or three weeks. Yeah. I mean, you can't wait till halfway through the season. But you know what? You know. What? Oh, so, so you got to think about this, and uh, you know. No, no, no. I'm gonna. Uh, did you and Danny both pick the Bills? Yeah. When that is the obvious choice. And that would be who I'd pick, but y'all both already have it. So I'm going to not pick the Bills. You're going to go a different direction. I am, and I'm racking my brain. Thinking, going through the Rolodex of games this past weekend. Of you who me, looked like you, want me, to, you, mean, you want me to throw some teams out at you that I would that you that might be considerations? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Chiefs. That would that. Okay. Yeah, that, that I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say if you were gonna, if you're gonna swap your pick, I think the Chiefs would be a good one. I still think the Chargers would be a good one. Um, and I'm even gonna say the Eagles. That was who. That's who it's down to for me. I mean, after it's either gonna be the Eagles or the Chiefs. I don't. I don't think Green Bay. I don't know about them. Um, there's nobody else that really just jumps off the page. I mean, the Rams. It's very difficult to go back to back. Um, I mean, they ended up – they did beat the Falcons 31-27 this past week. But it's extremely difficult to win back-to-back Super Bowls. So, if I were you, I would, I would – it would be down to three for me. Chiefs, Chiefs Chargers, and Eagles. Eagles. Not sold if, on the Chargers yet. If Jalen Hurts can keep up what he's doing, because that team has t- got some talent. I mean, they've got some players. They're loaded. And if they can do, if they can even somewhat duplicate what they did, uh, you know, Monday night against the Vikings, who I picked to win their division, which not they sure still, how well that's looking right they now. Still could, but the, well, it's like every year the Packers do this shit every year. Like they kind of wobble at the first of the season. Aaron Rodgers throws a fit, and then somehow by the end of the season, 
They win the division. Go they, to the playoffs. You know, you look up and they've won fourteen games, and you know they're in the playoffs. Of course, that's when things start getting a little dicey when it, for the for Green Bay whenever yeah. they get to the playoffs because they haven't had other than their one Super Bowl victory. Um, they haven't had much success in the playoffs. I mean, look what happened to them last year. I mean, home game, warm weather team coming into your place, you know, San Francisco, and Jimmy G says, your mama. Mm. I think I'll take this uh, win and, uh, you know, and move on to next week. And we're very close to beating the Rams. I think we – I don't know if we all did, but I certainly felt like that might be the death blow for the Pike, uh, Packers and Aaron Rodgers with that loss in the play. You kind of felt like, ah, yeah, it's, it's probably time for this to, to be over with. And then they start – they have their BS that they tend to have in the offseason and Aaron Rodgers throwing a fit and then he just comes back and, yeah, you know, kind I, of leads them to – I mean, they're winning a division championship and – you know, they're one of the top teams in the NFC. Can they do it again this year? Well, I mean, could, they could. I could easily pick Green Bay and, and you know, if I did that, they definitely would not go on a run and make it to the Super Bowl. That's for sure. <laughs> you, that, would be the, the kiss of death. You'd put the hex on them? Yeah, that'd be the kiss of death. Oh, oh and there's something around the Packers. We're already all, 56 minutes into this one, man. We are jibber-jabbering. Rolling. What I I want your take, and I do wish Danny was here because I know he would have a fantastic take on this. <laughs> but the whole thing with Brett Favre that is going on right now, this dude is starting to look like a villain from a comic book. I think the phrase that you were looking for when you were referencing Brett Favre is a piece of trash. Yeah. Because you've got to be pretty low. To funnel money out of it, it, would it be false to say that Mississippi is the poorest state in the United States? Is that a false statement? No, or? that's a very factual. Okay, statement. that's okay. That's true. I just want to make sure before I said something. To funnel money out of the welfare program, which is already the poorest state in the United States, to build a gym. At the school where your daughter plays volleyball. That is. That's that's pretty low, man. I mean, that's that's bad. That's and, bad. And they knew that they were doing it. Exactly. Because of the text messages that have been released. You know, it was the, is it the former governor? Former governor, Phil Bryant, I think okay. his name. Well, the text message that he sent, and I'm sure you've probably seen it. And most people have probably seen it. But it's the one where he's like, well, if we do this, is anybody going to find out? Can, yeah. can, the, can the media find out if we do this? So he knew what he was doing. Oh, yeah, he did. Was it $5 million? $5 million. God dang. I'm telling you, man. And he also got paid like a million and a half to do a speech yeah. that he did not do. What, he had the whole thing with the uh, dick pics to a reporter that covered, I think it was the Jets. Yeah. Uh, and she ended up. Leaving that job. Yeah, she reported him and nothing got done about it. And then after this happened, she sent out a tweet that said, okay, so now he gets in trouble for inappropriate text messages. You know, and I've had my opinions on Brett Favre. I thought he he was fun to watch. You know, when you look up the term, in reference to quarterbacks, gunslinger, there's a picture of Brett Favre. That's him. He basically had free reign to do whatever he wanted. And. Won one Super Bowl, probably should have won more with the talent. And then I started kind of falling off the Brett Favre train toward the end of his career when it was the, well, I'm going to retire, I'm not going to retire, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Then he retires, and then he ends up going to the, was it the Vikings? Divisional you know, the, rival. The division rival, and then he goes to the Jets and all this stuff, and then um, that was a big turnoff for me. And then, you know, every now and then he would say something. You would hear something about him. And I'll tell you this: I, I went to a I went to a game in Green Bay, um, which was fantastic. If you ever get a chance to go watch a pro game, Lambeau Field, 
you can't go wrong historic but they halftime they had the big jumbotron screen and a lot of ex-packers had come to the game and they were putting them up there one at a time on the screen you're like oh hey you know there's you know there's Leroy butler there's uh you know there's uh dorsey levens and you know there's all these guys that were there and then brett Favre pops up on the screen and it's live i mean they're in the stadium but it's like a camera feed and the stadium went nuts went crazy when they saw brett Favre. and i wonder how they feel about him now i wonder about that too uh do they circle the wagons and go uh he's an asshole but he's our asshole or i mean that that, that is a bad bad look for brett Favre. i always enjoyed brett Favre. i enjoyed the story you know the the southern boy from southern miss the university of southern mississippi yep goes up north with his twang and you know the packers are fun to watch they're great he's great uh like John Madden was a huge John Madden fan. really, really put him up on a pedestal and pumped him up. I mean, he really did. You know, and like you, you watch interviews with Favre and the, all his sidelines. Nobody had more fun playing football than he did. You know, I mean, of course, you know, he got he went to the Falcons and then that and then he ended up uh going to Green Bay and was backing up uh, the magic Don man. Mikowski, magic man, <laughs> and then it was like one of those deals, you know, where Wally Pip, when he went down, and Lou Gehrig came in to replace him. Well, that's that, you know, that's he, a wrap right there. That's a wrap, and he was a starter from then on, and you know, started the most games ever by a quarterback, and held some records, uh, you know, yards and all that kind of stuff. Won a Super Bowl, and and then you, you hear about all this, and you almost can't believe what you're hearing. I mean, it's for somebody. It, it really is like it to re- do something like that. I just and here's my thing. Did, did Brett Favre spend all the money that he made in the NFL? I no. mean, why couldn't he use his own money? I think to sum it up, if nobody's heard Shannon Sharp <laughs> on Undisputed <laughs> talking about this, <laughs> that's who you need to go listen to. Yeah. Because he was saying, you made over $100 million in the NFL, and you're stealing from the lowest of the low, the poorest of the poor. Yes, and if anybody can speak to that, it's Shannon Sharp. If you have not seen the Shannon Sharp story about him and his brother Sterling about how and where they grew up in Georgia, check it out. Yeah, he's got a lot of good takes on that. He is saying... Everybody knew Brett Favre was a scumbag from back in the, back in the day. You know, it, nobody said anything about him sending the the picks. And he made a good point. He was like, you know, you, can you imagine what they'd do to T.O. if T.O. was the guy who had orchestrated this? Absolutely, yeah. But they kind of brazed right by it with Brett Favre, and uh, Shannon Sharp was not having any of it. He was calling it out, and Brett Favre threw a lot of touchdown passes to his brother. Sure did. But Shannon Sharp grew up poorest of the poor in Georgia. And, man, he has got a take on it, and I rather enjoyed it. Yeah. Yes. It was good. Absolutely. But, yeah, uh, Brett Favre, um, you know, I don't know if this is one of those things where he just a lapse in judgment. Or is he a bad guy? Is he a bad dude? What is it? And I don't know. But either way, this is this is not this is not a good look for Brett Favre. No, I think uh, yeah, it's going to be a a huge stain on his legacy unless he can figure out a way to get with a PR firm and say, look, I need to write this. So whatever yeah. whatever charities I need to give to, however I need to use my likeness and image to not be the biggest asshole in the history of the NFL other than Ray Carruth yeah. uh, who murdered his <laughs> pregnant girlfriend. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a bad look yeah. for this, Brett Favre. This is I, even worse than his acting job he did in Something About Mary. I thought that was a, a, a 
worthy of an Academy Award. Because I heard about Brett, the entire film, and then he shows up, and you're like, Brett Favre? It's Brett Favre. Holy shit. Well, actually, remember in the movie, they called him Brett Favre. <laughs> Which should be the correct pronunciation of his name, by the way. If anybody wants to check the spelling, it's F-A-V-R-E, but when you pronounce it, the R comes before the V. And there's a Favre Lane in Conway, and it's spelt the same way, and that's how it's pronounced. Yeah, that was, yeah, the something about Mary was pretty bad. Almost, almost as bad as uh george Strait and pure country <laughs> yeah but we only had uh brett for just a few few short yeah. minutes we see we, on, we only had we only had to suffer through brett for like the last few minutes of the movie and the movie was great i loved it yeah the movie it was, was great that part wasn't great but pure country had to sit through george Strait the whole damn time <laughs> which is which yeah. is bad which was bad <laughs> have you ever uh how many movies have you ever walked out of? None. Never? Nope. Would you walk out on a straight country? Did you go to the theater and see it? Or oh, did you wait? God, no. I caught that like on freaking TBS on a Sunday afternoon or something. Maybe it's one of those you have to have the, the theatrical feel. Like you got to be in the theater to really catch the magic of it. I, think, think, it, I, think, it, I think it would make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> it would be worse. Then it would just be more in your face and louder. And you paid for this, you big devil. Correct. Which, I, I got the music rolling. I mean, I guess we have to end this. I mean, it's been our six minutes. Take us out, Todd. That's it, folks. We talked way too long, and we're missing our cohort who will be here next week. He's going to solve the mystery, the triumphant return of our own, very own Danny. Van Cleve, the third head to the three-headed monster of the Temple of the Hog. Thanks, everybody, uh, for listening. We're going to start trying to implement some guests. Uh, we're going to start trying to do some things, like do some giveaways and stuff like that. So uh, I'm not sure what we're going to give away. We're going to try to find somebody who's like, hey, do you want to give a $25 gift card that we can give to our listeners? We're going to have a prize drawing wood fire grill or whoever is out there that yeah. In Saloon County, that wants to contribute. Uh, hey, right, hey, right now, if you're going to do diff, gift cards to eat, the two the two hot places that are brand new here in Saline County are the Olive Garden and Rock and Roll Sushi. Oh yeah. So maybe we can maybe we can figure out something with that. Better go to Olive Garden on a weekday, right when the doors open. Because if you wait till the weekend, I'm pretty sure you're not going to be able to get in the parking lot for the first six or seven months, probably. Correct. Anyway, that's it. We're out. Later next week, go Hawks and go. Uh, who did I say I was looking for? The, who did I pick for the Super Bowl? You never picked. You never. You never gave one. Ah, see, I almost leave about it. I gave myself up. More the Chiefs. That's a safe bet. Well, they got to get through Buffalo to get there. I'm hoping <laughs> that something happens. Uh, between now and then. All right, we're out. <laughs>